Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Brandon Hillwick, UCFSports.com, covers the Knights. They had the nice news yesterday on K.J. Jefferson headed to go play for Gus Malzahn at UCF. And Brandon joins Craig and Paul. I'm David Smoke on 365 Sports. We'll touch a little bit on the transfer portal. We have Cam Ward to the NFL, Salter in the transfer portal, and, of course, DJU headed to Florida State. Brandon, was this uh, kind of something building? This was a surprise or and, and how big of, the, uh, of a decision is this for Malzahn and, and UCF? No, it was it was building a little bit. It's, it's one of those things that I think we've known throughout this entire month of December that UCF was going to look for an experienced portal quarterback. Uh, as you know, it's a very competitive market for the top quarterbacks. I think Matt Rule, Nebraska coach, uh, a few weeks ago or, or late in the season kind of, you know, set off a firestorm a little bit when he, he was – incredibly honest and candid. He said the top quarterbacks are going to oftentimes command a million dollars in NIL. So, you know, to get those top quarterbacks in the portal, it's definitely a real battle. Uh, But with UCF, you know, they were initially, they were targeting, you know, a few other guys um, because, you know, see KJ Jefferson was a little bit of a later entry into the transfer portal. I think it's maybe in the week before Christmas, uh, he actually entered, Uh, but they were talking with Grayson McCall from coastal Carolina. He came on a visit. Uh, Tyler Shuck uh, from Texas Tech. Those guys opted to go elsewhere for whatever reason. Uh, Shuck went to Louisville and Grayson McCall went to NC State. And then all of a sudden, K.J. Jefferson enters the portal. Um, God, was it December 17th, December 19th, something like that, in the week before Christmas. And, I mean, it's just, you know, when you when you saw he's, he's from Arkansas, he's kind of the perfect, you know, mold of a quarterback that, you know, that guess falls on likes. It's the kind of perfect, you know, he can run, he can throw kind of the body type. I mean, I, I feel like it gets thrown out a little bit too much, but you know, those comparisons are always made to Cam Newton. They've always, you know, that was Gus's QB back in the day when he was the OC national championship at Auburn. You know, obviously he's been compared to Cam Newton throughout his career. I uh, got KJ Jefferson. So when he got in the portal, it was one of those things where you knew UCF would be interested. It was just one of those things where who are, what's, what's the competition going to be like? Can, can UCF, compete with whoever it is i think it was south carolina tcu miami all those schools were in the mix but uh he quickly became ucf's top target uh you know they were working hard to get it done and you know we weren't sure if it was going to happen this week i know this week's going to be crazy in terms of guys making their final decisions and all this stuff and for ucs one of those earlier semester schools their classes start next monday so they wanted to get something done as soon as possible and we kind of heard rumblings. Maybe it was going to happen soon. And, yeah, the news came out Yeah, yesterday around noontime. And, you know, that was around the same time, you know, Cam Ward, a lot of people thought he might be going to Miami. And, you know, he goes to the NFL draft. And, and we all kind of wondered, you know, is Miami going to move in on K.J. Jefferson? I think Pete Thamel was putting, the, putting that out there. But I guess we didn't have to worry about that because he, he officially committed. But it's big news, big news for UCF. That was really the, the top, you know, 
and you're going to need linebackers. That's the only portal position they need. But for you know, looking at the offense and what they want to build for next next season, and a lot of the top players are coming back with KJ joining the Knights. I think they they're on track right now to to have, in my opinion, should be one of the better offenses in the Big Twelve next season. So how much of the Cam Newton comparison that, uh, you know, that I know that it's not production-wise the same thing, but physically yeah. they're very uh, similar skill sets, uh, was the draw for K.J. Jefferson to play with Gus? Yeah, you know, it's, you know I think with, with K.J., if you go look at, at his, you know, five years at University of Arkansas, he was, he's been the starter since 21, was very productive. In 21 and 22, they had a different offensive coordinator, come in Dan Enos last year they kind of changed up what you know maybe what's better suited for him they kind of went to a different style his his production and he wasn't much of a runner this past season but I think with what Gus Malzahn likes to do look at Nick Marshall obviously Cam Newton gets thrown out there John Rice Plumley, just kind of that dual threat guy I think it's the perfect fit and it's gonna it's gonna be uh, interesting just to kind of see what the buzz is this next season in the state of Arkansas because, you know, there were rumors whether they were legitimate or not. You know, Sam Pittman, there was talk that, you know, was he going to get fired after this season? Was he on the hot seat? There were, like, message board rumors that, yeah, if they do fire him, Gus Malzahn may be a top candidate. Obviously, they decided to bring him back for another season. But it will be interesting if Arkansas say they're having, you know, a disappointing season in 24, and then all eyes are going to be on – you know, UCF down in Florida, and they've got Arkansas's quarterback, and if Gus Malzahn is having big-time success with Arkansas's former quarterback, that'll be an interesting storyline uh, this upcoming season, potentially in the state of Arkansas. Brandon, I know that he didn't go completely uh, uninjured during his stint in Arkansas, missed some games here and there, but for the most part was pretty durable. How appealing was durability as a factor, especially given what Malzahn had in his hands at quarterback these last the last couple seasons? Yeah, that's been an issue with durability with John Rice Plumley just wasn't able to stay healthy, you know, taking hits and, you know, hamstrings and knees or, or what have you, just was always shoulders, was just always getting banged up. Um, you know, when I look at some of the, you know, the, everyone has, has, a, has good highlights, but when, it's so, it's impressive. He's a big guy. It's hard to bring him down. I think there's some clips that, you know, people post on Twitter and stuff or, you know, guys are trying to tackle him, and he literally they literally bounce right off of him. So he could he could take a little bit more of a pounding maybe than a John Rice Plumley could. And and uh, I know for I knew this, this season was you know it was kind of disappointing, obviously for for the Arkansas fan base. But you know, arguably their you know their top win is they went down to the swamp in Gainesville and beat University of Florida. And uh, he's going to have the opportunity to beat Florida in the swamp and back-to-back years because UCF uh, has a road game in early October uh, this upcoming season at Florida. So that's a lot of the UCF fans are obviously watching his highlights from that game last year. And you know, that'll, that'll, that'll be another interesting storyline as we look ahead to next season as KJ Jefferson gets another shot at the Florida Gators. What's next uh, after they've, they've secured the quarterback? Yeah, you know, I think every program right now, I don't even, these coaches, I don't even think they really got to enjoy the holidays between portal and early signing day and bowl games. And now portal is, you know, it's still going on. You know, guys are, should be the last day, but you know, they're, you know, 
I think UCF's hosting visits beginning tomorrow. A lot of other schools are hosting visits this weekend. It just never stops. But, yeah, that's basically what UCF's going to be working on. They need linebackers. That is a massive need. You know, when you look at the defensive side, it wasn't the most talent-rich position anyway. And the guys, all the guys that played are graduating and leaving, so they got to get some guys there. And so that will definitely be the, the focus. It's just, it's just the, the timelines have kind of changed. You always used to talk about high school recruiting in January. Well, that's pretty much done. Now it's going to be – you know, portals basically dominates your month of December, and it's going to dominate the first half of January as well. So I know there, there's, there's, there's a few guys that they'll be adding, you know, probably in the next couple of weeks as far as the portal goes. Brandon, I know that all bowl games aren't just necessarily black and white. There's opt-outs, there's coaching changes, all sorts of different things. But what were your feelings? What's kind of the general uh, sentiment coming out of the Gasparilla Bowl? Obviously a, a place and a game that UCF is very familiar with, but got out to that 14 nothing lead, and then Georgia Tech able to, to really put it on them after that. Um, you know, what was just kind of the feel with that loss to the Yellow Jackets and how it unfolded? Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of disappointing. Um, you know, it's just that, you know, UCF couldn't finish the season with a win and finish with a winning record. Obviously, that loss puts them at six and seven. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, 14 to nothing. At one point, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, UCF's just moving the ball up, up and down the field. Like they're going to blow Georgia Tech out. This is going to be a blowout. That's what it felt like in that first quarter. They had an opportunity. Uh, to tie the, I think it could have gone up 21 to three, I think. Uh, you know, one of the wide receivers, Kobe Hudson, dropped a touchdown pass. And ever since that point, it kind of, everything went downhill. UCF's offense was completely stifled by Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech was just, you know, we know UCF had difficulty stopping the run. It was a the theme the entire season in the Big 12. So it wasn't surprising what, you know, Georgia Tech's game plan was. It just was, you know, kind of disappointing with a month off, and hopefully you thought guys were healthy. Because for the most part, UCF, you know, they didn't have any, any, any true opt-outs. I mean, you know, pretty much the, the main roster play, there was, a, you know, one of the starting corners was transferring. Uh, he committed to Louisville. Other than that, I mean, they had everybody playing. So it wasn't one of those situations like, you know, Florida State where you have moves that your starting lineup's not in there. So, it was, you know, it's disappointing just because, you know, you, you want to feel good going after, you know, ending a season with a win and, you know, beating a team like Georgia Tech. There were so obviously some mutual ties. You know, Georgia Leary, the former UCF coach and Georgia Tech coach, uh, Georgia Tech's head coach, Britt Key, was a longtime assistant coach at, at UCF for going on 10 years. For a long time, people thought he was eventually going to be the UCF head coach. After O'Leary, that was kind of the, the plan. There was sort of some unofficial head coach and waiting type plan back in the day. Obviously, that, that didn't come to fruition uh, you know, and when UCF kind of had the, the losing season or the, you know, didn't win a game in 2015, and that ultimately led to Scott Frost and what have you. But yeah, I was just kind of disappointed that it ended that way. But, you know, it's just some of these little games. I, I don't know if, if fans really dwell on them. You know, I've heard the fan base is kind of down in the dumps for a couple of days, but everyone's like, yeah, at least these bowl games, they maybe don't really mean, they don't really have the same impact of what they used to just because there's all these other other factors and whether there are opt outs or But I, right now, I just, you know, everyone's excited about KJ Jefferson and, trying to map out, you know, we need, you know, we need to plug holes with portal guys here and there, but, you know, everyone's just kind of looking forward now, kind of turning the page to what next season is going to be like in year year two of the Big 12. Brandon, happy new year. Thanks for jumping on in the KJ Jefferson impact for UCF and Gus Malzahn. We'll talk to you again when spring drills and more start, which is probably for some two or three months away, if not in the next four to five months before everything, of course, hits the summer. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.